Stripe did a report called the State of the Checkout 2023. There's an America version and a Europe version. And you know, something like 90%, 7% of small companies make five basic mistakes of, on, around payments on their websites. And it is things like not having that little, little padlock. It is things like um, not accepting an alternative payment method like a Google Pay or an Apple Pay. So that's really your first port of call is, is make sure that your tech partner or your payment processor, if you're working one direct like Stripe, is able to give you the look and feel of a professional website where customers will feel safe. So that's definitely, definitely the first one. Within that, by the way, a top tip I always suggest is give people the option to pay by bank and pay by bank transfer. You know, it's one of the lowest cost methods, especially in Europe where the price is capped at really just a, just a few euros, just a few dollars. And increasingly for big purchases, you know, there are kind of guarantees available. People are more comfortable doing it in a digital environment with, with the rise of things like open banking. Welcome to Short-Term Rental Solutions, a show for hosts and property managers looking to overcome obstacles, maximize revenue, and optimize their short-term rental business by learning from the innovators who are designing the solutions that are shaping our industry. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's show. I hope you are having a great week, and I am so thankful that you have taken a few minutes of your time to join us for this episode of the Short-Term Rental Solutions Show. I am your host, Christiane Crope, and today we're gonna to be talking about how to get the most benefit and really maximize the utilization of your payment processor and maybe learning and talking about some things that maybe you hadn't even considered when it came to payment processors. And so the expert that we have with us today is James Lemon from Stripe. Stripe is one of the most commonly used payment processes in our industry. And James is actually the head of Stripe's global travel and leisure department. So they really have pushed into the travel and leisure sector. And he brings a wealth of experience based on his background prior to coming to Stripe. So we're lucky to have him with us today and appreciate him taking the time to join us. So James, thank you. Welcome to today's show. Thanks, Christiane. That's a lovely introduction. It's very kind. It's good to be here. All right. Well, why don't you just take a minute and tell everybody a little bit about your journey in hospitality in the short-term rental industry and then how you came to be at Stripe? Yeah, happy to. Look, it depends how far back you want to go, but I, I always say that kind of short-term rental hospitality is in my, in my blood. I, I grew up with my mum on a small island called the Isle of Wight off the south coast of England. She ran a bed and breakfast. I had to spend my summers literally in the tent in the garden as we were kind of hosting the sailing cruise for the, for the town's festival, which was, which was always a lot of fun. But I, I came to the industry through five years at IHG, hotels and resorts, and then into travel port, so exploring that world of travel tech and B2B distribution. But that brought me to a company called Hostmaker. So I was COO of, for a short time, Europe's biggest homestay business. We had two and a half thousand homes across London, Paris, Rome, Barcelona, and we managed them on behalf of owners. But we really saw ourselves as trying to create a hospitality business, you know, two and a half thousand one bedroom hotels that we could be really proud of. And, and, and we'd work with the owners on everything from kind of design and maintenance and standards, as well as trying to really build our own brand in the space. So that people came to us again and again. So it was, it was an exciting time. We launched what is now Marriott Homes and Villas, which was uh, an exciting project and a lot of learnings. I then moved on to Hostmaker and spent, as many people did, a, did a variety of things during the pandemic. I started my own mentoring platform called Atollo, which was a really a service for everyone in the world of hospitality, short-term rental, hotels, technology to come together for 
mentoring development and really kind of build this industry into one of fabulous careers. And did some, did some consulting around strategy innovation for people like Hilton, IHG, preferred hotels and resorts. And that brought me to Stripe. So spent a few months really looking at, look, look, where are they at in travel? Where are they at in hospitality? What could they do? And thankfully, the answer is a lot. And you know, it's, it's a, a really fabulous business doing a lot in this space. So I was delighted nearly two years ago to join, join full-time. And as you say, I now kind of lead that effort for Stripe around the world. That's great. And you are, you are a world traveler. You're all over the world speaking at conferences and really striving to educate people. And so thank you. We, we do appreciate you taking a bit of your time to join us on today's show. So I'm really curious, based on those years that you had managing properties and then working, you know, with, you know, Marriott and Hilton and all these major brands, what were some of the pain points or things that you experienced as far as it relates to payment processing? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I think arguably you could say in hospitality, we, we don't talk about payments enough, really. You know, I've, I've been lucky enough to be involved in a lot of these executive level discussions. And as you say, industry events around the world for nearly a decade. And actually, you know, until really recently, people weren't really talking about payments on stage, but we were talking about all the pain, pain points it creates. And we were talking about kind of all the opportunities missed. So if you think about something like direct booking, you know, all of the big hotel brands and now many of the leading players in short-term rental realize that there's a real opportunity in driving more bookings direct, whether that be online or, 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 or through other channels you know, a, a more personal relationship with your customer, often a higher margin, a greater chance you'll bring them back again. You know, it really is the pillar of strong hospitality brands. So those are the kind of things, well, well, why don't you have a checkout that means, you know, you never miss those revenues. You never lose a customer. You never make a mistake. That means you might lose trust or their sense of security in your brand, or you might not put up a payment method they want to pay with. These are all things that, you know, the OTAs have been thinking about for, you know, a decade or so, because of course they don't have the challenges that we all have of, well, we've got to maintain properties and we've got to check people in and we've got kind of operational businesses to run as well. So that's probably the biggest thing I see. But frankly, you know, something we'll chat about, I'm sure over the course of this is there's many touch points during that customer journey where, you know, the customer could curate or personalize their trip. They could, they could add something on, do something extra. And each of those, of course, is an opportunity that, you know, we as an industry need to grab because that's an opportunity where they might pay a bit more. They might give us some money, which is really what being business is all about. So that whole space around making payments frictionless, making it much easier for customers to pay when they want, how they want. I think, frankly, it makes trips better. It makes our jobs better. And should be something we all think about. And then, and then the last piece I'll see, which is much more visible, is there's a big piece going on behind the scenes as well, where the way we've done payments in this industry is really manual. It's really, really labor intensive. And these are not fun jobs that people are doing as they are you know, reconciling or paying out invoices or, you know, some of these kind of manual processes that we just really take for granted. So anytime we get to automate those processes, we get to simplify them and think about payments as more of a, a data layer, a data transfer. Again, I think we can get time back on our business. We can save money. We can be more assured the right money is going to the right people we can focus on building hospitality businesses, which I think is what we all love to do. Yeah. So, I mean, I would love to hear more about what you said about kind of automating that. But I mean, it leads me to think that there are aspects to the conversation about payment processor or the decision-making process for us as operators that maybe we're not digging deep enough. I know personally 
like when I think, okay, who am I going to connect up to for my payment processor? I'm maybe only looking very superficially like, okay, what is the rate that they're going to be charging me? Right? Yeah, I think, I think that's true. And, and ultimately, you know, I remember when I was, when I was running a short stay business, I really didn't know much about this stuff at all. And I'm, I'm still a really steep learning curve and you definitely learn something every day. It shouldn't necessarily be our jobs to be experts, but you know, what I tell people is there's a couple of ways that payments will turn up in your short-term rental or vacation rental business. You know, if, if you want to learn more about it and you have, let's say you have a technology team and you have people on it, you know, do make sure that one of them is responsible for learning about this area. Cause it really is now a technology area when, especially when it comes to automating processes. So that's something that someone could get really excited about. And they could be really proud that they become your expert in that. But for many of us, having a technology team would be more than we're trying to build and, and a real luxury. So for those organizations, it's really about who are your key partners in technology? You know, are you using a particular property management system or are you using a particular you know, revenue manager or whatever it might be, but you need to turn around to the systems you're working for and say, look, are they pushing themselves in the way they're thinking about payment technology and the way they're thinking about the, yeah, kind of that kind of infrastructure? Because you can guarantee the biggest players in the industry are. So I think it's about saying, look, do you really, do you think you've got tech partners that are kind of in, in it to help you win? Are they able to give you a pretty good roadmap of how they'll simplify your processes? how they'll look at maybe appealing to international travelers with, with new types of payment methods, how they might automate commission payments. And there's all kinds of simple things that can be done. And you shouldn't be expected to know it all, but you should be able to know enough to ask the difficult questions of your technology partners. And hopefully, you know, if they're forward thinking enough and if they're you know, using a, a more modern tech partner like Stripe behind the scenes, which many of them are, then I think you're going to be in a really good position to get your head around this over the next you know, 12 to 18 months. Yeah. So I heard you mention kind of those payment points. So talk to us a little bit more about that and how we can make that maybe more frictionless for our guests or utilize that to open up, as you said, revenue opportunities for us. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, the first one will probably be that moment of booking. You know, that's the biggest payment that you're going to be taking off a guest. So I always say most customers will seek out your property or you know your 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 management company brand they probably will put it into a search engine they probably will check it out just to check it's you know if there might be a better better offer better price maybe find out a bit more about the property or the location to learn a little bit more about you and the kind of service and maintenance that's there so you need to have a really strong presence online and i would include in that you need to have a booking engine you need to give people an option to book with you there are dozens of reasons people will book with you, you know, more than we'll cover on this podcast here, I'm sure. But certainly, you know, repeat, repeat bookers will, you know, you need to be getting them direct instead of on the OTAs. Potentially, you've got a kind of corporate or B2B arm. They might need to do it. Even things like staff and friends and family, you know, you can put a pretty good business going through, going through your own channels really, really easily. One of the biggest reasons why people don't book direct is a lack of trust. And so if your checkout page don't feel, frankly, like an OTA. You know, that's what good looks like. It needs to feel secure. It needs to feel slick. It needs to just have a few clicks. It needs to be easy to use. Stripe did a report called the State of the Checkout 2023. There's an America version and a Europe version. And, you know, something like 90%, 7% of small companies make five basic mistakes of, on, around payments on their websites. And it is things like not having that little, little padlock. It is things like, uh, not accepting an alternative payment method like a Google Pay or an Apple Pay. 
So that's really your first port of call is, is make sure that your tech partner or your payment processor, if you work in one direct like Stripe is able to give you the look and feel of a professional website where customers will feel safe. So that's definitely, definitely the first one within that, by the way, a top tip I always suggest is give people the option to pay by bank and pay by bank transfer. You know, it's one of the lowest cost methods, especially in Europe, where the price is capped at really just a, just a few euros, just a few dollars. And increasingly for big purchases, you know, there are kind of guarantees available. People are more comfortable doing it in a digital environment with, with the rise of things like open banking. So that's that piece. But then we get into this world, Christian, of secondary pieces where, you know, there's all these other small opportunities for customers to, to, to buy with you. One, one I often mention is the security deposit. With my family, I've literally been driving to a venue with a, you know, a, a, a villa with, a, with a, a car full of kids and luggage and other friends and family coming in. And we've been called by the host and said, hey, we haven't had a security deposit. We need to take it now over the phone with a card. We're sitting there thinking, I've never spoken to this person before. I have no idea if it is, is even the host. And, but just feeling absolutely pressured into this really insecure transaction. So things like being able to drop secure payment links just into people's WhatsApp, into people's email, really, really simple tools that you can spin up on, on, um, on software like Stripe. It just means they can click, they can see your brand. They can, it, 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 again, it feels like every other category of buying stuff online. It just happens that ours has taken a little bit longer to adapt. Another payment method, another payment moment I always think of is around kind of ancillaries and upsells. So I love this idea. And again, I know you and I have explored it a little bit as well, that as they, as they get to your property, there's opportunities for them maybe to, you know, order groceries, order a taxi, but really become, you know, you are the ambassador of your neighborhood. You are the ambassador of your resort. So any opportunity you can give to curate, you know, the best suppliers, the best partners you found into somewhere where again, they can search, book and pay then I think you're giving people confidence that this is definitely going to happen because how many times we just get given out of date information and, you know, we're not able to kind of pay in a way that we, we feel confident, especially in, in another country. And then the very last one I'll mention, because you can probably tell I can talk about this for hours is there's new technology now where you can actually take a payment on a mobile phone. In fact, we were at some Christmas markets recently and a lot of the vendors are moving to this technology where rather than have to have a separate device, which needs charging or needs, you know, Wi-Fi or whatever, you can actually on um, iPhones now and on Android devices with, with your Stripe account, you can literally take a payment on a phone, which suddenly means that yourself as a host or your team, if you're sending other people to check people in, you have this opportunity now in person to take a really secure payment in a really frictionless, friendly way that doesn't feel like it's kind of getting in the way of the experience. So for things like, you know, renting equipment at your venue or perhaps um, organizing a late checkout or a simple grocery order, again, there's, there's little moments where you can help people get more out of their stay, but do it in a way where, you know, they're not having to hand over cash, which, which a lot of people feel really insecure about, you know, they're certainly not having to write checks and, and, and it's not something that is, is done at different moments. Like, hey, I'll organize this and I'll send you the link later, or I've got to charge up my device for five minutes and we're all making small talk while the thing loads up. It's just there on your phone, it's frictionless um, and a lot faster. So it's just a few moments there where again, you've got all these lovely opportunities to think about driving revenues from that frankly, the traveler was going to probably pay anyway, but they were probably gonna pay to someone else in the trip. And you've got an opportunity to think about your businesses so much more than the rental for, for you know, than the, than the rental itself. Right, well, I know when I go on vacation, it is more than just where I plan to lay my head at night. 
I'm there to have experiences. I thought it was interesting. I read a report about, I can't remember the exact percentage, but it seemed high to me. I was surprised how many people will book based strictly on like food and like maybe a restaurant that they're going to dine at, like a food tour or like these food experiences. And travelers are planning to open their wallet and do much more than just be in your home. So if you can kind of maybe curate a few options for them, point them in the right direction, as you're helping to do that, those become upsells and additional revenue opportunities, almost like you're building concierge-like services. Yeah, exactly right. And if you think about it now, you know, all these marketplaces are popping up and I like to kind of think of the phrase payment marketplaces because anytime we use our favorite ride sharing app or food delivery app or grocery delivery app, you know, what's the experience? It's a, it's a single customer interface, you know, a really slick website and behind the scenes, you know, multiple people are being paid, right? That restaurant is being safely paid. The scooter or car driver is being safely paid, but the customer you just trust that's being taken care of to kind of everyone's satisfaction. And you've just enjoyed this kind of this one experience you trust. You know, the technology is becoming so democratic now, thanks to platforms like Stripe, that anyone could actually set up their own marketplace for their property, property management business. You know, if you know the five or 10 best restaurants around you or grocery stores that offer delivery, there's no reason at all you couldn't set up your own kind of landing page that you've branded and, and given a name, you know, call up all the restaurants, get them to sign up to their own small Stripe accounts. And then basically you take that customer payment. You probably will take a fee. Let's say you want to take 10, 20% commission, and then you can just pass the rest to um, the restaurant at the click of a button. And, and it's exactly the same technology that your favorite food, food uh, delivery, ride sharing apps built on, but it's available now kind of for everyone just to, just to self-serve on these sites. So I think we're going to see a really exciting level of innovation where People can now build their own kind of payment marketplaces so guests can start to take control of their trips. But you know, for those that aren't confident enough to do it themselves, you know, there are a few popping up that are platforms that do this for you already. And again, they'll often be built on um, a platform like Stripe, but they've got a whole solution, which has already probably got you know, onboarding pages for the restaurants and ways that they can list their menu items and all of that kind of stuff and load pictures and stuff that, that you need to do as well. So I think it's a really exciting time for the industry. And as you say, that's pretty much what's going on in your mind in the first 12 to 24 hours in any kind of vacation rental villa you rent. You're like, okay, where do I eat? What do I do? How do I organize all this? But I think as, as an industry, the more we can do to really take charge of that and offer something that's, that's really special, the better. And obviously the more scalable because we can't, we love this stuff, but we can't be in every home checking in every person every time. So great to know that there's tech out there that's could solve it for us. Well, I don't want to leave people hanging. So... <laughs> We've been having this conversation and maybe there's some people listening to this show that are like, that sounds amazing. I would love to, like you said, spin up a little marketplace and curate some offers. Point us where we would look to learn a little bit more about that and see if it is feasible for us to set something like that up. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the product's called Connect. So if you literally kind of strike.com forward slash connect, you can read a little bit. About it. It's effectively our marketplace technology. Stripe's pretty famous for being self-serve. So, you know, smaller businesses can jump on and they can read the documents. If they're more tech, tech, techie, they can kind of get into the kind of proper coding. But if they're not techie, there's always kind of low code or no code versions they can just stand up. So they can, they can just get going and just have a play with it. If you're a bigger organization and, you know, you've got 50 properties plus and, and this is a, a really serious proposition you're looking at for next year, 
Yeah, drop me a note on LinkedIn, James Lemon, and we'll put you in touch with some of the team. Yeah, we've got um, people on the ground in 50 countries now. You know, we've got about 7,000 people around the world um, who are helping think about this stuff. So be more than happy to introduce them to some of the account managers and solution architects we've got um, that can help do this. And again, we're really in a great position. Yeah, we work with some of the, the biggest OTAs in the world, like your Airbnbs and your Booking.com. So we've seen the kind of technology that the, the very best in the market can do. And we're using exactly that same technology that we're launching to make it available for everyone in the industry. So really exciting time to think about this stuff. And of course, it's soon going to be the beginning of a new year. So it's definitely a time for, for new projects. Absolutely. And like you said, kind of democratizing access to these, what used to be only kind of enterprise level options, it sounds like. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. I think that's exactly right. I think the, the e-commerce guys you know, have had you know, a good couple of decades now to really get their heads around, look, you know, how do you drive demand? You know, what's going on? What does that online experience need to be like? But you know, the beauty of where Stripe's at, you know, we process around a trillion dollars a year around the world. And it's not just in hospitality and travel, right? We work with you know, retailers, we work with pharmaceutical companies, we work with fintechs and insurance companies. So we're kind of learning all of these lessons around how we think this, these industries you know, could work and what best looks like. And I think it gives us a lovely opportunity over the next few years to bring the best of that, you know, to, to the hospitality industry in particular, to, to the world of, of short-term rental. So good times. Yeah. Okay. I want to pivot the conversation just a little bit because I know, well, I believe at least that when people think of payment processors and that relationship with their payment processor and how it relates to reservations and guests. One of the things that people are concerned about is this concept of chargebacks and navigating a chargeback or avoiding chargebacks on the front end. So educate us a little bit, some best practices. If you do get a chargeback, Help us to kind of feel confident yeah. going through that process. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my mum would be so proud that I've become an expert in chargebacks. Who'd have thought that just a couple of years ago, this has this is, this is become my thing. So the first thing to be said is, is you know, there's lots of great places you can go for information around kind of managing chargebacks. It will be more detailed than the overview that I could give in my couple of years in the sector. But I think, you know, in travel and hospitality, chargeback levels are higher than average. I think what's really interesting about our space, which is, you know, we, we typically offer two or three different merchants, if you like, to a customer, right? They're kind of like, am I booking through the OTA website that I found? Am I booking through a property management company? Am I booking through a private host? Is it the name of the villa? So I think we can, as an industry, sometimes not be as clear as we should be around yeah, who you're booking with and, and, and kind of where the payment's going to go to. And that's interesting enough, that feeds this statistic that about 70% of chargebacks or, or fraud in our industry, as, as some people I like to call it, is actually what we call friendly fraud, which is someone just genuinely making a mistake. You know, okay, I saw something on a credit card I didn't recognize, especially if I've traveled internationally recently. So I just, you know, I just, just reclaimed it, right? It was just the easiest thing to do, a couple of clicks and I'm done. Those kind of things can obviously be countered. The, the, the most obvious thing to say is be incredibly clear throughout your website, throughout your terms and conditions, throughout every email that you send. Be really clear you know, when people are going to be charged, what people are going to be charged, and even kind of what it's going to say on their credit or debit card statement or bank statement. We've got this nifty little feature at Stripe. You just go, oh, how amazing someone thought of that. Well, you, you can actually just just click and change the name of what will turn up on that guest statement. So if you wanted to, you can even name it 
the name of the villa or the name of the property that they're renting. And we had exactly that in Italy this summer. You know, we, on a, an OTA Sharm name, we booked this villa. And then when the details came back, it was a completely different villa name. And that, the owner was like, oh yeah, no, we just, we changed the name of the villa a year ago. Yeah, well, that just instantly, the trust is just, well, that feels really weird that like, I feel like I'm sending money and getting a reservation for something that may or may not exist. So I think we, we forget, we forget how important these trips are to people and how easy it is for people to get, to get really nervous. So I think that clear communication, making sure that they, they going to be charged, when they're going to be charged, what they're going to be charged, I think is, is probably the most important thing um, that anyone can do. After that, I think it's about dealing with it really swiftly. You know, you will get chargebacks. You know, your bank, Visa, MasterCard, they have slightly different processes. Again, if you've got a small team, it is worth getting someone in your finance team to really almost have it as a project for your business to get tighter on chargebacks and better on chargebacks. Because what you find is, you know, again, Stripe have got chargeback products and chargeback tools. In fact, one is an insurance product that means we can kind of guarantee you up to a certain level of chargebacks, but you'll notice that banks like things in slightly different formats. And so you just need to get a bit familiar with actually, how do I do this report that will maximize the chance of me winning? And you need to have the right amount of evidence and data of the communications you did and what was paid and what was communicated, but in slightly different formats. There are some really interesting startups who are tackling this space as well. So if you're on the larger side, um, there's a really interesting startup called Just, J-U-S-T-T, who again, partners with Stripe, they can plug directly into Stripe and they can pull out all the information you need and they can spin up a chargeback report in literally, I think seconds, if not minutes, and then send it off. So suddenly this admin burden drops, drops right down. So step one is definitely prevention, you know, kind of communications, fix the problems that might um, kind of cause distrust and worry and, and anxiety for your guests so they don't charge back. And step two, I think, is just have a really, really efficient process for, for managing it. But unfortunately, it is a reality of our industry. And worst case, I think, yeah, it's about settling them as quickly as you can so that you keep a good relationship with your bank, a good relationship with your card networks. And unfortunately, yeah, just have to move on to the next guest. But do watch for repeat patterns of why chargebacks might be happening. It might well shed some light on some basic things you can do to, to fix it. So once a chargeback comes, is it mostly between like you and the bank? Like is the payment processor kind of removed from it at that point? Yeah. And I mean, we have the data that you need to fill in the claim and that's about as much as we can do. So we like to advise and provide guidance, but you're absolutely right. It's, it's to do with someone making a claim to their bank who then contacts your bank. <laughs> And ultimately, Visa, MasterCard get involved as well and monitor what they call those dispute levels as well. If, if suddenly, you know, worst case, just you know, not, not to scaremonger, but worst case, if over time you weren't handling your chargebacks, if it was a high number and you weren't resolving them quickly enough, you know, it, Visa or MasterCard could turn around you and say, you know, hey, it's been a year now, you, you, you're still not handling this, guests are really unhappy with the service they're getting, and you might be not be able to process on Visa or MasterCard anymore. Again, absolutely not you know, the decision of, of Stripe. They, these are just the partners we work with to mean that money can move you know, as, as seamlessly as it can around the world. But, but obviously, for almost everyone, it doesn't come to that. It's about monitoring it. It's about staying on top of it. It's about making sure someone in your team really knows what they're doing. It's certainly not about ignoring it, putting your head in the sand and hoping it goes away. Because unfortunately, it, it is a reality of our industry. It's not super exciting to talk about, but it's, it's real money and you, know, you need to protect it as much as you can. Well, and I love the tip of take one second, pop into the platform that you use for payment processing, whether it's Stripe or a different one, and double check 
goal, if you, if it's been a while since you've logged in there, log in and see what your guests are going to see on their credit card statement. And just take that hour or whatnot and make sure that you have some guest communication that will very clearly help them know what they should expect to see on that credit card statement. And like you said, the intervals where they're maybe going to see transactions, especially if there's a security deposit. So they know how many days prior to their check-in is that security deposit or hold going to be processed? And then how many days after checkout before the funds are released back? Lots of, lots of ways. And we have so many amazing guest communication resources. There really is no reason that we couldn't make sure that that is something that there's no confusion over and that our guests feel really confident that we have kind of a very well-established flow for those types of transactions. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. James, thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes to join us and share some of your expertise and some thoughts on payment processing. As far as Stripe goes, obviously, isn't it just Stripe.com? It is. It literally could not be more simple. Stripe.com. And then, yeah, in there, you can find out about like, I mean, Stripe is really an infrastructure that can handle um, a whole list of tasks, right? We've got kind of Stripe billing. If you want to set up payments in installments, we've got Stripe payments, which is, you know, all about the different payment methods you can take for you know, domestic and international travelers. And we've got a number of kind of B2B tools there as well to kind of be able to send out invoices and get paid faster as well. Um, and then, of course, got Stripe Connect that we were talking about, which is this idea of a, a real kind of a digital marketplace technology. So you can maybe plug in suppliers in real time. So, yeah, so go and check it out, have a look around. And again, you know, there's there's a ton of forums out there where people are sharing ideas and best practices. So we would love to kind of get involved and, and, and hear what people have got to say. But obviously, feel free to get in touch with me on LinkedIn as well, James Lemon, if you want to find out a little bit more or share any thoughts or feedback. Yeah. Well, and could you maybe, I can put it in the show notes, could you maybe share a few places and resources that people can go? I mean, you mentioned this report that Stripe Yeah. Did. So yeah, if you want to find out a bit more about this, we we did a state of the checkout reports, which we were shared at Focusrite this year, which was a lot of fun. So that was all about, you know, the basic mistake people make on their online check-ins and, you know, exploring ideas like whether you should have, you know, Google Pay or Apple Pay on your site. And I think that's a, re that's a really, really good place to start. Yeah, look, I think, you know, I think whether you're more interested in kind of VRMA or the direct uh, rental show or some of these kind of interesting kind of events that are popping up, a lot of them have got payment content, payment discussions going on. So yeah, I think, I think, yeah, you start with the association of your choice, really. And, and that's probably the community to start throwing some ideas around. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much. So, hey, everybody, we hope you enjoyed today's show. And again, if you haven't poked around STR Hub lately, I would encourage you to go back over there. We're adding new content and new information about the different companies serving the short-term rental industry all of the time. So if, you know, anytime you're considering changing up some tech that you're using or looking for service providers to help you earn an industry, make sure you pop over there and take a quick look. Really utilize that as a resource to facilitate your journey and your exploration to help make sure that you connect with the right tools that you need to succeed and thrive in your short-term rental business. So again, thank you so much for joining us. And we look forward to having you back for next week's show, where we're having more conversations with the innovators who are designing the solutions that are shaping our industry. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. And if you could spare a moment, please leave the show a quick review. 
Your review helps us help more hosts and property managers like yourself. By the way, if you're a realtor, lender, bookkeeper, accountant, interior designer, or other professional who specializes in serving the short-term rental industry, we need to get you listed on STR Hub and start spreading the word about your services. So reach out to me via email, christiane at strhub.com. Thanks again for listening and be sure to join me next time to catch my latest conversation with the innovators designing the solutions that are shaping our industry.